You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Morning, Bill. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Good morning, man. It's I, I, Today I was driving in, and it was a little light sprinkle. Yeah. And it makes coffee worth drinking. Uh. <laughs> Even though it's not the best coffee we've ever had, but it's a good, Ooh, it's a good, it's no good. shot at that. But, it's good, but it's no, good. It, it it is a good morning. We're we're in a new location. We are. Uh, thank you to Ryan here at Enfuego in downtown McKinney. Very we appreciate nice. it. You, you've done a great job being a host this morning. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. If you're in the uh, North Texas area and you're looking for a spot to hang out with some other guys, we highly recommend this spot. Um, Smoking Lamp is another good cigar shop. That's where we were at earlier. Yep. yep. And so both of them are definitely worthy of your uh, patronage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right. So, question. A uh, uh, question for you guys before we dive into this conversation this morning. Um, you got you got fifteen bucks in your pocket, and you need to go to a fast food joint to get a burger. Where are you going? Now, I would have said In and Out Burger forever. I would have said In and Out Burger. Okay. Okay. But then last week I tried for the first time, and you're going to kill me, Bill, because your son's a part of this. Tried for the first time Hat Creek. Have you ever heard of Hat Creek? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, Man. Those burgers and fries are legit. And I always thought they were too expensive, and they're not. They are just legit great burgers. It's So, yeah. Bill, what about you? Where would you go? I would probably do the same thing, only because I am a little biased with my son working there. Yeah. But um, but also, like, they're just done well. They're cooked well. The flavors the, are there. The bun is wrapped the bun in is foil, a, and it all kind of melts and together. And fry sauce. Oh. It's like... <laughs> Mm, it's amazing. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? Welcome, Kyle. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, so I'm not like I, I'm going to use my son's ranking system. Like we give Hat Hat Creek about a six. Oh. So we're, we're all about the Wendy's hot and juicy. Wendy's. Wendy's. Well, see, that's another one. So. They have that that um, pretzel burger, the pretzel bun. <laughs> I wish it was a burger, but well, it's the bacon, the baconator. <laughs> oh, oh it's yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go, there it's you go. Like cholesterol central. Anyways, thank you guys uh, for uh, stopping in to the podcast, Known Legacy Podcast. You can find out more information at knownlegacy.org. Yes, We'd love to can. go there. If you have questions or comments, go to info at knownlegacy.org. We'd love to have you there. As always, follow us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Um, if you like this, man, we would love a review. Yes. If you don't like this, keep it to yourself. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just Don't share on. with anybody. Just, just move on. That's all we're asking. Move on. Just move Bill, along. update us real quick on the book you just released yeah, a few weeks things ago. Things are going good. Uh, I've had a lot of good response from it. You can pick it up at morethanyoubook.com uh, and kind of get that. But, man, if you have purchased it, thank you. We've had a ton of people purchase it. It's been a huge blessing. Uh, those who have left reviews, thank you. If you if you have a chance, leave a review today. Uh, that just helps the algorithms and all that kind the of stuff. Algorithm gods, but man. But we're hearing good stuff, and uh, we're seeing God do some cool stuff through through that so far. And and even now, like I'm kind of rereading it because I'm working on, on doing an audio book, and I'm like, I wrote this. It's kind of what I feel like. I'm like, really? Did I, when, did I, when did I put this in there? So it's kind of cool. That's funny because I have the same reaction when I'm reading it. I'm like, Bill wrote this? I'm like, Bill? Who are you? This who is, are you? This is someone so, yeah. who has like English mastered or something. Ingerish. So I think there was a ghost writer. <laughs> Jesus, the Holy Spirit. It's a ghost writer. He's like, you're going to screw this up, so I'm just going to write this for you. Thanks, Lord. Uh, Bill, awesome. why don't you introduce us on that yeah. idea of more than you. Uh, we have a really special guest today yes, that is 
was living that whole life of, of, of pursuing something that he thought was identity that our culture will thrust on young men as yes. this is identity, yes. this is success. And once you do this, you're at the pinnacle of our hum, human North American race, and he discovered something that was more than him. Yes, he did. And, you know, it's last week I had a chance to really have a good conversation with him on the phone. It was a super, super awesome blessing. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for, for our new friend, Rich Garza, who is a former football player. Give it up for him. It's so nice to have you on the Thank podcast. Wow, the pot, the, uh, the cigar shop filled up. <laughs> Rich, Rich, thank you so much for being on today and being a part of, uh, of what we're doing, man. Love it. So grateful to have you on. Share a little bit about yourself. Share a little bit about your story with, 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 with the listeners. Well, Kyle just said it. You know, I grew up in old steel mill town, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And the only thing I ever wanted to do was play professional sports. You know, I played all four sports in high school, but went to Temple University in Philadelphia and kind of got tunnel vision into football. Uh, we had guys in my hometown they give an award chuck benaric award he's from i'm from his high school i should say so it's the only thing i ever want to do and uh, had the blessing to be able to play for five years in the pro ranks the nfl and the usfl and then third year of professional football first year to usfl playing in philadelphia had that same feeling used to go to bed at night saying there's got to be more than this uh how like you just said you know i just thought if I made it to the pros, everything would be all right. And found out it wasn't as fulfilling as, as uh, I often dreamt it would be. It was great. Loved playing. My teammates, coaches, my mom and dad, the family. Um, well, and, and, and it comes along with it, but. Yeah, it and, I, and I, think, I think one of the things that I always find interesting, I work with some high school kids and. So much of their identity, particularly in high school, is is being the football player and wearing yeah, the jersey yeah, yeah. on Friday and going to the varsity game. My my son just wrapped up his JV season and they were undefeated, ten and zero. Right. You know, and and it, it's easy for us as a parent to kind of unintentionally thrust that onto him. Like we're proud of you when you succeed at football, but everything else is kind of secondary. So, what was your journey to go from? I mean, living the dream. You know, yeah. living the dream, playing professional football, um, and then all of a sudden waking up and realizing there is more than this, and finding the answer in Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, was your yeah, What was your epiphany that. moment there? Yeah, we we come. You know, I came out of a religious background. We went to church. You know, growing up, that type of thing. But it never made any difference in my life. It was just check the box on Sundays, type of thing. But uh, from that background, I always went to pregame chapel before the games, and again. I tell people all the time, when you're getting ready to play against Mean Joe Green, Curly Culp, and uh, Reggie White, you better go to chapel before the game. Those are yes. some names, just, dude. You just, you just dropped some serious names. Right there. Oh, my gosh. I, didn't, I, I went on the field with them. I played nose-to-nose -nose against them. Three of them. Three, three guys in the Hall of Fame. But uh, like, I just got know, chills like in my back for, thinking that. Gosh. <laughs> again, you know, just – Nothing ever spoke to me. It just was a pregame ritual. But April 30th, 1983, before a game in Tampa, Florida, Marriott Hotel joins the Tampa Bay Airport. Uh, I sat in there, and uh, a guy named Doc Gilman, who came to, I came to find out, started the pregame chapels in the late 60s. Mm. Uh, in the NFL, went to basketball, baseball. He was a speaker, and the message that day was for me. It was the difference between religion 
and biblical Christianity, religion being man's greatest effort to reach God, but the Bible teaching that it wasn't man trying to reach God, it was God reaching down to man. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Man, you know, however you want to say it, lights went off, dropped 18 inches, my master likes to say, scales came off. All I know yeah. is uh, it had to be God because I had tried everything in the world, I had to offer times two, and I never felt like I felt that day. And, and then he shared a beautiful verse, you guys know, John 1, 12, for as many as receive, appropriate, take Jesus, and call him your very own. Mm. To him or her, he's given the right to be called children of God. And he said, you know, we're, we're not all God's children, we're all God's creation. But only those who've received Jesus by faith, John 1, 12 says, have the right, the authority to be called children of God. And mm. Guys, my life ain't never been the same. Uh, so so how, how did that, like, so that moment happens, yeah. you, you have the chapel, the, the 18 inches from your head to your heart happens. Um, like, what was the next week, month, year like for you? Were, did you just find this renewed passion to dive into the Word? Was it, you know, what was that next few weeks and, and journey like for you following that conversion moment? I'll tell you what the game looked like. You know, I gave up two quarterback sacks on national TV that day, I got saved. Oh. You know? Wow. And, you know, when you, give one, when you give up one quarterback sack, you better, you know, you better look over your shoulder. You, you better be careful what the coaches think. But when you give up two, you better look over your shoulder because you might be gone the next the next week. But uh, yep. I was yeah. I was numb, man. I was numb. I knew something had done something happened in my life, mm. and uh, so I was still playing in Philly, where I close to where I grew up, and and uh, guys I went to college with and things like that. But it was the Lord had made it that I'd get shipped to San Antonio, Texas. Wow. And that's where there was 12 committed Christians on the team. My my roommate for for uh, training camp was a Baylor, Baylor graduate, and uh, he talked to me about a Bible study that they were doing. And I didn't miss that Bible study for three years. You know, he bought yeah. me an open Bible with those study notes in between the Old and the New Testament that just yeah, walked yeah, yeah. through the Scripture. Tells you not only what book, but tells you what page to turn to, heavily italicized, I mean, I just yeah. recommend that open Bible to new believers. And uh, so that same year, that this is the next year in 84, I go to Jacksonville to play and Doc's the speaker again. I went flying up there to him. I said, yo, man, I prayed with you last year. He said, well, you ready to tell your story? And I said, mm. man, I dropped public speaking three times in college. You won't get <laughs> microphone. He said, well, Give me your number. We're training guys in Atlanta, Georgia this summer. My son, Paul, Paul Eshelman, raised hundreds of millions of dollars for the Jesus film, A Campus Crusade for Christ. Yes. Mm. And uh, he, uh, he and a couple other crusaders locked me in a room for a week, and they got my testimony down. And uh, for the next three off seasons, I would go out to schools and detention centers, prisons, and then when I retired from football in 86, just went full-time because I got my feet wet. I saw what how God was using me in spite of myself. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. That is fantastic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So in, in so many ways, I'm hearing parallels between, like, any number of great rescue moments where you, yeah. you want to be rescued and go into the promised land. I think that's one of the fallacies that the church unintentionally kind of like, hey, come to Jesus and your life is going to be great. And and sure. what you actually see in scripture is the desert season. Like yeah. you get rescued and all of a sudden the desert hits. And that's what that game with 
with two sacks, I mean, you're in the midst of the desert not knowing if you're going to have a job the next day. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's kind of like God uses this, this um, winnowing moment of getting the chaff away, saying, I'm going to take away the thing that you thought was all that just for a season yeah. so that you have no doubt that I am real and that I yeah, am for yeah. you, not against you. And I, my love for you does not hinder on the number of sacks you prevent. My love for you is that I created you, I know you, and I have amazing callings for you to be bold. And what a bold move to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to learn how to be uh, you know, public speaking and get out there and get the word out. Well, that's it. And I think, I think so the thing that comes to mind that I think about, Rich, is just the idea of like, how did your life's, dire- your life's direction change when you came to know Christ? Like, what became most passionate? And I heard hearing the word, but then, then even beyond that, like, because now I know that you speak and you share with people. What, what, what kind of um, directions or, like, you know, how did things change for you uh, at, after that? What, what did you decide to do after that, that moment? Oop, did we lose him? Yeah, it just looks like we lost him for a sec. That's Let's okay. See, we'll get back on. No, we, can, I, we can absolutely cut that out. Yeah, I was loving what he was saying about just the direction and focus and all that kind of stuff and kind of where where he's going to be, you know. So, so but I just, that, that's kind of the question I have. And so we'll just give it a second, the joy of not being live. There he is. Sorry, guys. Hey, man, you. no, you're good. You're good, man. So here, here we'll just kind of pick up right from here, brother. Yeah. Rich, uh, that was awesome and I, and I love I love what you shared and I guess my my question that comes to mind is I mean the minute that you came to know Christ and you kind of learned this you started learning about your testimony where did your passions go to so I know that was so there was there was man I want to be a football player and then man I want to get in the word I want to learn about this but how did your life change direction wise after that can you share a little bit about that yeah no doubt about it you know you just you know as the as the guy says uh, as people have said over the years he changes your want to's you know yeah and 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 here's the thing you know i was involved like i said with all the world had to offer not to not to give the devil any uh any any praise or glory but you know i went back into the clubs that i used to hang out went back with some of the same guys that i hung out with you know because again i i told you i was still in philly but you know i couldn't stay long you know it was like you know you used before i was a christian before I received the Lord, I'd go into those clubs, you know, it's dark in there. But it seemed when I walked in as the believer, it was like every light in the house was on, you know. I just could see myself and could see, you know, others and not, not judging anybody else. But it, it was, and uh, I'd take off, you know, and they'd call me, hey, man, what happened to you last night? And I said, you know, and I, again, I didn't have enough word in me in, in that, but I just said, man, I had to go, you know. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I began to change my want to. He changed my desires. And then again, when I got to, you know, there's a little more about San Antonio. In the USFL, they were noted as going to be the worst franchise. The ownership was was messed up down here. And every time I mess up in Philly, including those that two sack game, the coach would say, "Rich, we're going to send you to San Antonio if you keep giving up those sacks." Oh. So it's kind of like the Joseph story, you know, what they thought was evil, God turned around for good. Because, again, we had 12 committed Christians on the team, a great chaplain down there. And uh, and then the next year, my wife was waiting for me in San Antonio. So it was, uh, again, awesome. the Joseph story. What they thought was evil sending me to Texas, man, was the greatest thing that ever happened. The second greatest thing that ever happened. That's awesome. So, so, you, you, so you met your wife in San Antonio. Yes. And She's how many how many kids do you have now? 
got four children, Kelly, my daughter, and then three boys, Rich, David, and Daniel. And this weekend you got something going on with them, right? Yeah. Uh, I tell people the Lord gave me three daughter-in-laws during COVID. I married all three of my boys. Awesome. And we do it a little different at the Garza's. We marry them first, and then we have the celebration a couple months later. And uh, that's what we're doing. My oldest son, Rich the Third. This weekend, uh, we're going to do the formal ceremony, but That's I already awesome. married him about a year ago. Fantastic. Dude, you know, as I'm thinking about this, as I'm thinking about the fulfilled life that you have now, and I, and I don't mean perfect, but, I mean, to, to, yeah. to give away your sons and to give away your daughter, you know, and to marry them, to, to, to build a legacy, what would you say to, to the guy, whether it's football, whether it's the pursuit of their career, what would you share with them? about, man, I was pursuing this thing, and now i am met Jesus, and what matters? What would you share to the guy who's struggling with trying to gain an identity outside of Jesus? Well, you know, again, you know, I, I used to tell people all the time I was too cool to get married, you know, and I never, even though my mom and dad were married for 64 years, I lost my dad, wow. we went to heaven two years ago, but praise God, you know, I just... You know, I, I, again, I used to say I was too cool to get married. But, you know, when the Lord came into my life, he gave me a desire to be married and to have a family. Mm. And uh, it's it's uh, I call it my first church, you know, and uh, the guy who led me to Lord Doc, he used to say, Rich, it's not your ministry. It's your family's ministry. So one of the things that I tried to do over the years, my wife and I traveled the first five years of our our marriage, 100% of the time together, I used to call it the American Express card. I wouldn't leave home without. <laughs> we took the kids on the road, and they've been to schools with me. They've been to NBA chapels with me. They've been My daughter's been to South Africa with me. And uh, so I, I just I tell guys all the time, you got to come through. I was in a golf tournament with a pro golfer two weeks ago there in Franklin, and uh, Chad was in the, in the tournament too, and, and he said, I got a young family. What advice can you give me? I said, man, you got to come through, man. You got to come through. If you, when you tell your kids you're going to do something on Saturday, you can't say, oh, man, I got another engagement come up. No, you got to put them on the schedule, and you got to you got to come through. You got to come through with them. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do your job as a dad. Do your job as a husband. Do your job. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big Belichick fan, but I love that statement. <laughs> yet. Do your job, man. Do so, job. so what's your ministry, ministry and mission look like today? What do you, what is now that you know? I mean, you've been yeah, on this journey yeah. for thirty plus years, um, yeah. learning what it is to to speak publicly to encourage people. What is your current mission and vision and 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 kind of ministry today? A couple couple different things that God has opened up. Uh, you know. Uh, I've been a corporate chaplain for a company uh, who I believe you guys met, Kelly McAndrew. Yeah, Kelly was just on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. Kelly's a CEO of a company called AM Technical Solutions. I've had the privilege of being their chap- corporate chaplain for about four and a half years now. And also, they're, uh, we've got affiliation with the AM Technical Racing Team. A guy named Austin Self is on NASCAR races and kind of chaplain with them too and uh god's god is opening up the doors for me to continue to speak to young people uh early last year the lord gave me his verse uh psalm 71 18 71 is my old college number 18 peyton manning's number you gotta do what it takes to memorize verses guys heck yeah yes. heck yeah he said lord don't forget me when my hair is white until i speak to the next generation about you oh. 
So God's continue opening those doors. But one of the other things I've been with with Kelly started a ministry called Soldiers for Faith Ministry, Bible yep. studies, Bible studies on on the on the phone, and I've been with them for eleven years. So God continues to uh, allow me to do that. And then uh, I've been the co chaplain of San Antonio Spurs for twenty eight seasons. Man. And, uh, We've been doing things That's virtual. Cool. Uh, my friend and I haven't missed a home game down here in San Antonio for 28 years. Wow. So we continue to sp- try to speak into the life of these NBA players and, and really wherever God opens the door. But those are my, my three things with Soldier of Faith and then the corporate chaplain and continue wow. to do the thing with the Spurs and uh, wherever God opens up the door. And I also wrote a book a couple years ago, yeah. Bill, called Available. Available. And, uh, because is, where is it available? Spoke, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Amazon. You get it. After I spoke my first time back in 84, after they trained me a little bit, uh, the guy told me, Rich, it's not your ability, it's your availability. If you yeah. make available, he'll use you. Use the donkey, he can use you, man. <laughs> that's, so that, that was my motivation for writing a book, book that's too. the name of the book, Available, <laughs> and the last chapter. It encourages people to get their testimony down, and I've got a little outline nice. there that I use that they can follow and get their testimony on paper because the testimony, as you guys know, is such an awesome tool in God's hands. Absolutely, and I think I it's really that but, that ability to share the testimony in our culture today is so important. It, it, it's more important, I think, than you know, inviting someone to church, though that's valuable. Inviting yeah, them to a Bible yeah. study, but being well able to succinctly share how God has impacted you. So if you have, if you can, walk us through just real quick some of those steps that if someone's listening that maybe hasn't yeah, yeah. put their testimony to paper, what would you encourage, what are the steps that you would encourage them to go through? Use the blind man outline, Tyler. Roman number one, I was blind. Tell me about your background. Tell me about your how you grew up. Tell me about your education. Uh, you know, you have to put out all your dirty laundry out there, but you know, yes. tell me where you were before Christ. Roman number two, I met Jesus. Where did it happen? Who was it that shared with you? What did he say? And obviously it's got to be the gospel. I mean, you, you come to faith by yeah. hearing the gospel. And then Roman number three, now I see. How's that relationship with Jesus changed your life? And, uh, and uh, I have a little, that last chapter again is, is how you can get that down on paper. But that's the outline I like. That's awesome. Blind man, I was blind before Christ, how I met Christ, where did it happen, and now what's he doing in your life? Because our testimony never stops. Love it. We have that salvation testimony, but God God continues to do things in our life. And I think that continue is so important. And that's yeah, that's the yeah. whole heart of our theme this year, being bold, is like, what does it look like to continue in your relationship with Christ? What does it look yeah. like not to continue your relationship with religion? We know that's going to fail. Yeah. But in that pursuit of following, discerning the direction of Christ, following him, and how do you continue that? You know, I was just having a conversation with someone uh, that was talking about, it sold so many times at the church, there's this idea of like, the guys look at me and be like, well, I they want you to just bring their friend to church and the church will do the work. And I'm like, no, 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 no. we're the hands and feet of Jesus. Right. And so they need to see it lived out in us. They need to see it out. Even when we stub our toe on the, on, uh. on the counter and how we respond is this part of our testimony to go, Hey, okay. You're not as angry as you used to be. I knew you before <laughs> this or you're not whatever it is, but I think this is perfect. Rich, that j- just the idea that, that, that we need to, to step up and share this testimony because we have something worth sharing. We right. have the only hope in the world. We've said this all the time. 
And uh, man, I'm loving, I'm loving what you're sharing today. I think that's it is that guys, if you're, if you're listening today and you're like, I don't know what I can do, what I can do, man, pick up Rich's book. Think about the idea of how do I share my testimony? And it's not some mechanical thing, but it's like, People need to see the life change that's happened in all of yes. us. Right. You know, Rich, I mean, that's why we do this, right? right. Amen. And, 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 and to, to piggyback off of that real quick, um, one of the things that I've been encouraged by you is, is your ability to share the scriptures um, succinctly and, and applicably. Yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, great athletes are, are made not on uh, game day. They're made in the practice field. Yeah. Um, and it's the stuff that you do before anyone else shows up and it's the stuff you're doing after everyone else has left. And that's for us as guys to sit down and say, my time in the scripture when no one else is up in the house, my time in scripture when everyone else is already in bed, that's where mm-hmm. God does this refining work in us to put his word into us in such a way that we will just it'll it'll overflow out from us. And you've yeah, done the yeah, hard yeah. work and, and that's an encouragement to us as guys too, man. It, don't waste a day. Yeah. Spend some time in that scripture. Let it infect you. Do whatever tricks you need to to be able to have it on the tip of your tongue so the spirit might use it in in the way that only the spirit can use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something powerful about even now if you're listening to this guys to to stop if you're parked in the, you know, in the parking lot or just take a minute and ask yourself, do I know what it is to share my testimony? Right. Do I know what it is to to really do, do I really believe this hope and let this hit you and then think about it. So Rich, this has been awesome. Um, so grateful to have you on. Yes, and uh, and man, the opportunity. So so we so we have something we do. Well, before uh, we get to that, that's what I'm saying. Here's my big question for you. Go for it. Um, you, you live in San Antonio right now. So, um, yep. what's your go-to burger place? If you just want a good burger, where do you go? Well, yeah, I was thinking about you guys were making me hungry earlier. <laughs> when you you know, I'm on that intermittent fasting, man, so I haven't eaten yet today yet. Oh, but uh, we got a great place in town called Chris Madrid's. They've been around for a long, big, sloppy, wow. great burger. Chris Madrid's. The, uh, the drive-through. When you guys are talking about drive-through, we got a place called Mister Juicy here. Uh, oh, who started a bunch of restaurants and started that? But uh, what the heck? But, you know what uh, I hear? I hear road trip, road trip to, road San, trip to San Antonio. Oh. We're going to be on the road yeah. here in the next month. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> getting fat you. for Jesus. Yes, that's my that's my plan. Be bold. So Game so it's so a rich the water burger down here too. You know that it's always, always a, the it's always burger. a go to. It's always a go to. So we love it. Well, Rich, before we let you go, we do this little segment uh, called Fast Five. Yeah. And uh, and wait, I'm gonna try that again. Oh. Hang on a second. There, there it we is. go. There, there we it go. <laughs> and uh, and are you are you ready for some questions, my friend? Yeah, sure. Okay, so what would you have for your last meal? <laughs> Just talking about burgers. <laughs> what would you have for your last meal? Favorite meal: zuppa de pesh, Italian, bolo de- linguine, with all the shellfish you could put on top of it. But I always pay the pay the sh- pay the chef a little extra to take them out of the shell for me, man. I don't want to mess with the chef. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for the shells. Zupa, zupa means uh, zupa means soup in Italian, so it's a real light soupy white sauce. You can get it in red too, but I like it in white. And uh, and then a big, of course, a big loaf of crusty Italian bread on the side. Man. This man has done his research. <laughs> he knows, man. He knows. It's, it's always nice to see another north northerner that uh, that understands the 
There the good go. Italian food. We don't have it down here. No, we don't. Not at all. Olive Garden? Are you saying Olive Garden? <laughs> good Italian you, got, you guys got to go to Italy, man. And Italy over in, uh, over in Dallas here, North Dallas. Really? Oh, Italy. Not Italy. 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 Yeah, man. I need to check that out. All right, done. Done, done. Taking notes. Okay, number two, Stranded Island. If you're on a Stranded Island, what is one album or musician you'd want to listen to forever? Oh, man, George Beverly Shade, man. That's a different... I feel like I've heard the name. <laughs> what? He sang with Billy Graham for all those years. Okay, uh-huh. okay, yeah. yes, yes. Now that, that's my why kids, it sounds familiar. My kids used to hide all my CDs of George, man, because they, they, they couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. I'm like, yo, man, you better get me that CD or I'm getting that spoon out, man. <laughs> <laughs> my, my family... Uh, can't stand Keith Green anymore because I would listen to him over and over again. So yeah, I get go. that. I feel that. I feel that. He's a okay. good. He's a good too, so, Okay, number three, guilty pleasure, and this can be food. This can be something you like to do. What's a guilty pleasure? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't really have like get like guilty of the things I do. You know, the yeah. Scripture says, you know, those who are led by the Spirit are called God's children. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you know. I don't really have anything that I'm like uh, guilty of doing. You okay, know, you just, don't have uh, to be guilty. A non-guilty <laughs> pleasure. How's that? How's that? Man, I love that gelato, man. There it is. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. You knew what I was talking about. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm Mexican and Polish, and all, all my buddies were Italian. I go to their house. You know, say, "Hey, Pazan," and say, "No, I'm Mexican and Polish." They say, "That equals Italian." So now, so <laughs> exactly. I'm, sit down. So I grew up with all Italians, and uh, so I, I yep. love that Italian. Food I get it, man. I'm from upstate New York. Uh, honorary Italian. Oh yeah, what town? Uh, Schenectady, Schenectady, New oh, York. My- my brother, that's when my brother worked for the railroad for 41 years up there. Nice. Yeah, my father worked at General yeah, Electric Pat, up there. That's Pat, Pat Riley's hometown. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I'm used to good good Italian food and oh, yeah, good gelato man. and all that good stuff. Our, our experience is listening to Dominic the Donkey on a regular basis during <laughs> yes, the next two I months. I make him listen to Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a quality, it's a quality song. That's what I would put on my Stranded Island. Oh, gosh. Okay, number four. What's one word your wife would use to describe you? It's a good one. Probably consistent. Mm, I like that. I think she would say, you know, I, I used to have a, even before I was a Christian, uh, our thing was it's not your intensity, it's your consistency. Come every mm. day. My grandfather worked 48 years in a steel mill. Mother, grandfather hung the steel on the Golden Gate Bridge, Mackinac Bridge, forty wow. some years. They can't, they can't ever remember them missing a day of work. You know, so yep. that's how we were brought up. We we came every day. You know, yeah. Uh, Consistency, I like. I tell it. people all the time. You know, you know, Paul didn't when the, when Paul got saved, God didn't take away his personality. You know, man, he went right. from a fiery up guy to kill the church. Then he went for the greatest evangelist that the world ever saw. You know. That's it. I love it. Jesus Christ. I just try to be consistent. You know? That's it's it, man. I love it. Hey, man, come every day. Okay, so next question. How do you want to be remembered when you die? Just that, you know, just walk the consistent walk with the Lord. It's not a run. It's mm-hmm. a walk, you know, and uh, try to serve him every day and try to live with him for him every day. And like you guys were talking about, try to spend a little time with him every day. He said if you... If you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. You know, and I've experienced Amen. that these thirty-eight years now. No, that's good. That's good. Okay, final question: 
What biblical character would you want to have lunch with and not Jesus? Somebody else. King David. King David, yeah. There you go. More, Why is that? Why is that? Study, the more I study King David over the years, you know, uh, uh, I would have been like George Foreman. I would have named all my boys David. <laughs> I, only, I only named one of them David. But after all, if I would have start, been starting over what I know about David, just a real guy like you yep. guys were talking about, trials and tribulations. You read those Psalms, he makes these unbelievable statements. But then he says, but Lord, I need you. I can't do it yes. without you. You know, That's what awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I just, I just love David. You know, I just can't, can't get enough of him, man. So good, so good. Love Any it. last thoughts from you, man? I appreciate the conversation. Um, it has been encouraging to hear how God can capture us, um, even when we're not expecting it, and uh, yeah. absolutely yeah. make our lives uh, turn it upside down and give us uh, more meaning than we could even imagine beyond our current careers right. and beyond our current disciplines. He can do amazing things, and and you're a testament to that. So thank you very much for for sharing that today. Absolutely, Kyle. You have anything to share, brother? I just thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. All awesome, right. awesome. Rich, any last thoughts? Any last last words? No, I just appreciate what you guys are doing and uh, keep on keeping on, man. And again, <laughs> I appreciate your, your testimony. You know, God, mm. people, could, people could say, I don't believe the Bible. People could say, I don't believe this, that, and the other thing. But they can't argue with your testimony. You know? Hey, man, man, that's it, man. They can't, they can't argue what God has done in your life. And I appreciate what he's done in you guys' lives. Hey, man, Thanks, man. brother. I, I appreciate it. that. As always, you can check us out at uh, knownlegacy.org. You can get Bill's book there. You can find out the book, uh, morethanyoubook.com. You can get info there and Amazon it. Um, as always, uh, any questions you might have, um, info at knownlegacy.org. And, uh, man, we appreciate your time and uh, what you did, man. Thank you very much. Rich, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening, guys. You have a great week, and uh, share this with your friends. God bless. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Known Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so email us your questions or comments to info at knownlegacy.org.